Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Simon's Pro Wrestling Show. You'll be surprised to hear that my name is Simon Miller. This is a pro wrestling show. And if you see my eyes doing this at any point in time, shout out to my podcast friends who can't see that. It's because I'm keeping an eye on the audio. We lost seven minutes of the podcast on Tuesday. I looked when I edited it. We will not let that happen again. The internet is also being tiresome today, but don't worry. I have my fingers on all the pies. And if anything does go down, I will make sure it gets clicked and we will sort it. So any kind of blip in proceedings will only last a few seconds. More importantly than that, I hope you are well. Thank you very much for joining me as always. Don't forget Tuesdays and Thursdays, 5 p.m. BST or wherever that is in your particular time of the world. We're just going to talk some wrestling and hey, maybe one day we'll talk some other stuff too. But right now, this is what I thought we should do. And I want to say thank you to everyone that is live on my YouTube channel. Such as Simon Miller, if you'd like to subscribe, like the video and do all of that. And of course, as already mentioned, thank you to everyone on Patreon.com. For us, Simon316, mostly because they do listen on the podcast on every single app you can imagine. I appreciate and I love every single one of you. Now, we are going to get into all the AEW stuff. Dynamite was last night. I have a lot to say. But um, when I was sort of sorting out thumbnails and getting ready to do a show earlier today, all of a sudden in my Google News feed, it popped up because I have these kind of alerts. Oh, man, some people think uh, behind, you know, some people in WWE who uh, may be defined as the powers that be, are considering putting the new WWE World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, I didn't call it the WWE title. Strike me down. The amount of insane comments I got about that, ups and downs on YouTube. Make sure you check it out. It's Seth Rollins. Now, on Raw Ups and Downs on Tuesday, I said the same thing. I said Seth Rollins is the great idea. I know a lot of people want Cody Rhodes to win it, but here's the deal. The reason I don't want Cody Rhodes to win it is because I want Cody Rhodes to end up on SmackDown. I want Cody Rhodes to continue to go after Roman Reigns. Because the only way we can finish that proper that story properly is, you know, that's the belt that Cody wins. Because at the moment, we do not know what the lineage of this brand new championship is. I don't know if it's a new title. I don't know whether it's meant to tie into the big gold belt. I'm sure we'll find out in time. But either way, the narrative and the tale from an American nightmare standpoint, is just so much better if all of a sudden Cody decides, well, Cody is lucky enough, whatever the right word would be, to land on SmackDown and continue try to take down Roman. No matter how long that takes, then you can finish that story. And then actually, if you do do that, I think the fact that we have two champions on both shows will be better. To a point, if it was up to me, we wouldn't have a brand split. We wouldn't have a draft. Raw would be SmackDown. SmackDown would be Raw. Roman would be the one singular world champion. And we would just go from there. But hey, beggars can't be choosers. We take all we can get, because as always, what's my big motto? Just enjoy wrestling for what it is. It's the most important of the least important things. And there's another reason why Seth Rollins winning it would be good. There's two reasons. The first of which is he deserves it. There's an old chant in professional wrestling you get all the time, but I do think it's a fair point. He really does deserve it. (laughs) Um, You know, he has been the... You know, the Iron Man, I guess if you want to call him that. Like, he has been the constant. He puts any, you know, he'll lose to anyone you ask him to lose to. He'll feud with anyone you want to feud to. He never has a bad match. This new character is nuts, and he's mega, super, mega over. And I think right now you want somebody, again, it's a Cody or a Seth situation for me, and we've already explained Cody. So you want someone that's going to have great matches. You want someone that's going to be on every single show. You want someone that has a proven track record, and you want someone that you can give it to, and the fans will go, not all of them, because there's always one. I totally get it. More power to you. That will be like, you know what? That's fine. I totally get it. And you can build so... You can, let's, I, I think Roman will be on SmackDown and, and uh, Seth will be on Raw if this does happen. And you can build the whole thing around Seth Rollins. Like, you absolutely can. We're doing that anyway. Maybe he needs to change his gimmick a bit. I don't know. We can cross that street when we come to it. But of course, part two is that much like he did on Monday, uh, yeah, Monday, when he was all like, you know, screw Roman Reigns. He doesn't fight. I want to be a fighter. I want to go every other show. As opposed to a lot of the other contenders that we can talk about. If you think somebody else should be it, make sure you let me know in the chat and we can discuss that. But unlike a lot, all of them, like Sheamus would be great. Drew McIntyre would be great. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, all of these are great options. But they've all lost to Roman Reigns. Now, I know Seth Rollins has lost to Roman Reigns in the past, but in terms of this brand new version of the head of the table, we had that match at Royal Rumble and it was a disqualification. So technically, I mean, technically you could say Seth Rollins won, right? But ultimately, uh, uh, nobody lost. And that's the main thing. So as soon as I saw this report come up, and as soon as I saw that it may be Seth Rollins who's in line, 
I was like, that's the one. That's what we should do. Seth Rollins should be the guy. I would love that. I would be excited about that. There's also some murmurings going around that maybe when we get to the Saudi Arabia show, that's when it's going down the Night of Champions pay-per-view premium live event that Finn Balor could be in there. I presume Austin Theory is going to be in there too because he looked at the bell like, oh my gosh, I love it. But I would do Finn versus Seth as a wink, wink, nudge, nudge back to 2016. Hopefully nobody gets injured this time. We go with Seth and we can move on from there. And Finn Balor is just a dream right now. Dreamboat. He'll be fine either way. And he's um, he's a terrific pro wrestler as well. I mean, it begs the question who comes out of the other side. I mean, what you can actually even do is you could do a triple threat match. You have to sell it. You have to. I'd rather a tournament, right? But I'm just making stuff up here. I've just got a feeling that it could be Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins versus Austin Theory. Seth can pin Austin Theory, and then you can do the Finn Balor feud right out of that with Finn going, well, excuse me, I wasn't pinned. I didn't actually lose. And who doesn't want that? Going into SummerSlam, Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins for a championship? I think if you kick it off with match quality of that level, that the importance that we need to put on it will follow it soon behind. And this is why I'm now advocating 100% for Seth. And yeah, like I said, I think he could probably change up his gimmick as well. Not that I don't like the whoa and him dressing like an absolute maniac. I do. I think it's really fun. And it certainly worked for him. But I've always thought there is a more serious edge that we can tap into, not Adam Copeland, and that would sort of help reestablish him as a proper super duper baby face, which you can absolutely do with the championship on him. And as Roman Reigns is meant to be a heel, I think having a baby face champion would be better just because you can tell a different dynamic. And it allows us to do Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. So this is the person that I'm going with. I still think Cody Rhodes needs to beat Roman Reigns. And if WWE does head in all these different pathways and all these different directions, I think we could be onto something. Or at least I hope so. I'm still not massively enthused about the brand split. Although I am a tiny bit more because obviously on NXT last night, uh, two nights ago, we greatly teased that Pretty Deadly may be coming to the main roster. Awesome. And there's some other names as well. I don't think it's going to be Carmelo Hayes. I don't think it's going to be Bron Breaker, which is interesting. But look, it's a developmental territory. And we may as well let Bron Breaker run down there for a heel for a while. Then he's done it all. He's got the experience under his belt. And we can push him. Carmelo Hayes is ready right now. Um, and I don't know who else is going to get called up. I really don't. Again, any opinions, drop me a, a line in the chat. And we can go from there. But... Um, I think Seth Rollins at the very least will be in the conversation and that's why I don't think he can lose either. It depends who else is in it. I think I would like a tournament. It's night of champions, right? And you end with the crowning of a champion. Do you put a Logan Paul on it? I guess you could ask if you do a tournament. Who else does go in there? A Bad Bunny, a Damian Priest. I mean, he wouldn't do Bad Bunny. I'm sure he'll be back to Coachella after, after Backlash, but more power to that guy. Um, does Drew McIntyre return? If Drew McIntyre does return, is it a good idea to put him in the tournament? Because do you want him coming back and losing right away? Not 100% sure that's the best idea. So I guess this is the cool bit, is that it's a bit of an open slate at the moment. And who doesn't want an open slate? Everybody wants an open slate. I just think, yeah, whoever has that championship first needs to really ram it down to people's throats. This is important. This is not a consolation prize. This is not the bronze medal, which it is at the moment. It just is. Oh, we couldn't beat Roman, so who's a championship? And Seth Rollins is the man to do that. Seth Rollins has put in the time. He's put in the hours. And, you know, he lost all those matches to Cody as well. So there has to be some reward for all of that. Um, no, it isn't really. Wrestling's about business and making money. But from my point of view, I think it would be nice if you got a pat on the back, a la Barry Horowitz. So, yeah, just to kick off this podcast, I'm saying it right now. I want Seth Rollins to be the brand new WWE champion. If you disagree, again, let me know in the chat. We can go from there. Talking about the chats, thank you, thank you so much for the super chats already. Super chats are not always awesome. Obviously, there's a money uh, financial thing attached to them, which helps the show. Don't earn any money from it, so it means double to me. Thank you so much. And we start with Dorian Foley. Dorian, a pleasure to see you. Hello, Simon. It is an honor. Just want to thank you for being you. Well, that's a tremendous thing to say. Thank you, my man. From one board a-hole to another, I love you, brother. Laugh emoji, thanks emoji hands, and heart emoji. Well, my man, laugh emoji, thanks emoji, and heart emoji hands right back to you as well. I don't take um, uh, comments like that lightly. They will always blow my mind. They will always humble me. The fact that I even have, you know, over 100 people watching this right now, the fact that thousands of people watch ups and downs and you care, hell yeah, man, hell yeah. Put love in my heart. I'll send it back to you as well. Shout out to Spaz Phoenix as well. Always supporting, as we always say. But I think it is important to always say that stuff. Here we go. Why well, we do some AW talk, maybe. Imagine CM Punk joins the Backpool Combat Club to face uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, Hangman, and Takeshita. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, we, we can talk about this now. I was going to save it till later. But apparently Chris Jericho and CM Punk had their meeting. I'm sure FTR were there and... It now sounds like the whole point of the meeting was that Chris Jericho was fine to do it as a, you know, a locker room leader, I suppose. And he does have the experience to not only, I think, calm down the issues between 
CM Punk and Chris Jericho, which there were many if we are going to go with the online stuff that we saw, but also to send some messages back to the elite, be that Kenny Omega, Young Bucks, Hangman, Adam Page. Now, look, if these people don't want to work together, I just think they shouldn't work together. I know I bleat on about this, but people are going, oh, it's business. They should just find a way to make it work. Maybe they can't. Maybe like a Jedi, they've searched their feelings and they realize it's going to be too hard. And I don't want anyone to go through something they don't want to do just for wrestling business. No, that's crap. That's awful. And I understand you'd be like, well, it's a very sensitive take. What's wrong with being sensitive? There's nothing wrong with being sensitive. And if you saw the Young Bucks talk about it, I think they were greatly affected by this. And I would rather they were just happy pandas as opposed to doing something they don't want to do because we've got to do a work shoot angle, babe. Flub all of that. I mean it. Um, but maybe, look, if CM Punk comes across well to Chris Jericho and Chris Jericho can relate it to Kenny Omega, et cetera, et cetera, then maybe it does happen. I don't think you'll ever get it like that. I don't think you'll ever get Punk and the... Um, you know, in a feud on the Blackpool Combat Club. Well, maybe you will. I mean, at the moment, you could probably argue that you can, right? Because the elite right now, if we go off Dynamite, is the Young Bucks, that's two. Kenny Omega, three. Hangman will be back into Kester, that's five. And do you know how many members the Blackpool Combat Club have? Four. Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Utah, and John Moxley. Have I repeated somebody there? I don't think so. There's definitely four either way. So look, man, <laughs> maybe you're right. I, I mean, I would never, uh, I would never count anything out anymore. A week ago, imagine I had sat here on a Thursday and I had said to you, hey friends, CM Punk's going to turn backstage, he's going to turn up backstage at Raw. You'd be like, Simon, shut up, you, you're crazy. Even if I told you there's going to be a brand new WWE title on Raw, you'd probably been like, well, maybe, but they haven't really teased it or anything. So there could be breaking news right now. There could be breaking news tomorrow. It would be great from a fan's point of view. But the conversation has been had. So I imagine hands have been shook and there is a greater understanding of what's needed going forward. And we'll find out. There is no way this AEW collision show isn't happening now because we had the uh, announcement the Owen Hart Cup is coming back, which is excellent. And the finals are in Calgary on a Saturday, which at the moment is an AEW house show. And I don't know about you. I don't think AEW is doing the finals of the Owen Hart Cup tournament at a house show. I could be completely wrong. We will find out very, very soon. But um I think the announcement's going to come sort of mid-May. So we've got a couple of weeks, and people keep asking me. I keep answering it, but that's never the way. We're going to do ups and downs for Collision. The first one will go live on a Sunday morning. The rest are going to have to be uh, Sunday afternoon. The rest will be uh, Monday. It has to be Monday. With my wrestling at the weekends and traveling up and down motorways and my personal life and my poor girlfriend, I have to have some balance, and I've always pushed it the other way. This is the first time I've ever said, okay, I just need... Because there's other things that I want to achieve, right? I love the ups and downs. I love the YouTube stuff. Never want to give it up. Who was that? Rick Astley, right? Never want to give you up. Um, but, you know, I need I need the wrestling to go well. And I need my personal life to go well. And it's already unbalanced as it is. I have a lot of people waiting for me to get back to them on emails and DMs. I'm flat out at the moment, man. There's no days off. There's no days off this week. There's no days off next week. There's no days off the week after that. Not moaning, not complaining. Very blessed to be in this position. Isn't it nice that so many people want to give me opportunities? But... Yeah, we, we, we've got to be smart at the same time. And I can already tell it wouldn't work out. So why don't start as you're not going to go on, start as you are going to go on. So uh, again, if you want it to be successful, just make sure you watch it on a Monday. That's all it is. I get it. It's not as reactionary, but there we go. Slight detour. The Hebrew Hammer in the super chat. Thank you so much, man. Says, how you doing, Simon? I'm good, Hebrew Hammer. I hope you were good too. I will roll on the floor laughing if Roman wins the new title after he gets drafted low. I'm all for it. We talked about this on Tuesday. Just let the, the burn the world. <laughs> burn the wrestling world right I, I'm sick and tired of worrying about all of this stuff and everyone goes oh it'll be the worst thing ever it's never the worst thing ever give Roman Reigns all the championships lock him down have him hold it for 7,000 days have him hold it till 2043 who cares I don't care anymore and not in a bad way, in a good way. You do whatever you want on the television. I will watch it and I wave my finger or up or down. I tell you, we've, I've got, whoever thought this, me being super positive has now actually resulted in a negative. Isn't that the most internet thing you've ever heard? Because I try and be super positive and look for ups. Now when I even give one down on a show, right? One down. I get comments. This is a real comment I got the other day. Dude got blocked. Was all like, and not my swear words, real swear words. Flub you, Simon. Can't believe you gave this segment a down. I hope you die. <laughs> at Simon316, Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> Send me nice messages. Honestly, because I gave one down and had like nine ups. It's good in a way. Goes to show we have been a positive Pete show. Everyone needs to calm down. All right? It doesn't matter. If you like the segment, you win. And I never don't like a wrestling segment. 
I just watch it sometimes and go, actually, I've got a different take on this. And I'm always going to be honest and transparent on the show. It's always going to have a positive spin. But if I don't tell you my honest thoughts, what is the point of it? I might as well be a spokesperson. And while many people think I am a spokesperson and I get paid, the only people that are paying me for that are the people at What Culture Wrestling. Make sure you subscribe. Subscribe to me. And if you are on YouTube right now, that's right. Give it a like and throw a super chat my way. Let's have a chat. Rob Bunce, who I think we used to talk, Rob, right? And you're back. So it's lovely to see you. Hey, Simon, do you think we'll ever get eight? Uh, do you think we'll ever get the Hardys versus FTR for the tag team championships? Maybe it all in in the UK. I think they probably will do it at some point. I mean, I think we will get the Hardys versus a championship team. And I would love it to be FTR for the same reason I think that the Young Bucks and um, FTR make such good matches because you have two polar opposites and Cash and Dax just know how to work with, with anybody. So I would love to see Hardys versus FTR for the tag team titles, especially at All In. I would love to see the Hardys versus... Um, uh, 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 what do you call it? The Young Bucks? Couldn't think of their name because last time we did it, I think things were amiss. And I would like to see FTR versus the Young Bucks again too. So when it comes to the All In show, I don't know. It all depends on what we're going to do with CM Punk and I don't think we've decided that yet. But just give me dream matches all the time. And give me all matches. Give me all matches. Give me FTR versus a hat and a shoe. Why not? Push the hat and the shoe, man. Give me the Young Bucks versus a foot. You know what I mean? Just just do whatever you want, and that would be a good one as well. Like, Jeff Hardy is back. Let's hope he's in a good personal space. Again, nothing but positive love. And um, if it happens again, I think that should probably be the end. But we'll have to, you know, we, we, we can't get into that space. It's not fair. We don't know what's going on. But, um, yes, I would like to see that, absolutely. Shout out to John Wick in the Super Chat. Imagine it's Keanu Reeves. Good to see you. Ford versus, Montez Ford versus Seth to establish him in the main event. I can't get on board with that one. Um, I think we've seen it before with Jinder Mahal. If you uh, if you go too fast with someone and the fans aren't ready to accept it, it just goes badly. Who knows what we could have done with Jinder Mahal when we made him the champion? But we went too fast, you know. It was too. And Montez Ford. If we're going to push Montez Ford, I don't think we need to split up the street profits in the draft. I think they could be on the same show and be like the New Day, where they support each other. But if we do break them up and we're pushing Montez Ford, let's give him time. Put him in marquee matches. Have him win. Go after an IC title. He should probably be the guy to be Austin Theory for the United States Championship if that's where the cookie crumbles. And then let's get to 2024 and then start putting him in, you know, the World Championship. And then we'll be more desperate for it, and it will and, and it will make more sense. But I wouldn't do it now. I don't think it will work. Uh, Saint in the super chat, thank you so much, said, should they merge Roman's belts and Knight of Champions to one belt and the new World Heavyweight Championship for either brand? Love the videos, give it an up. Thank you, my friend. Well, I think that's what they will do. I think the next time we'll see Roman Reigns will be in a couple of weeks. I think he'll only come out with one belt or he will discard one of them. And um, and then, yes, I think that will be SmackDown. I think Raw will be the World Heavyweight Championship. And that will be that. So from May onwards, we're just going to have to accept... I mean, my big worry is that apparently there's rumors, and again, there's rumors, speculation. It could have just been an idea that's already been poo-pooed, that we're going to go back to brand-exclusive pay-per-views, premium live events. I don't want that. I don't mind it so much if we go January Raw. I mean, that wouldn't work because Raw Rumble, but you know what I'm saying. January Raw, February SmackDown, March Raw, April SmackDown, so on and so forth. So they play wrestling tennis. But if we're going to get two in January and two in February and two in March, two in April, even with the network that got laborious, I don't need that much wrestling, especially now. That was pre-AEW. Less is more. Less is absolutely more. Three hours of Raw, even when it's good. That extra hour is still like, oh my gosh, we've got an extra hour to go through. So and I don't see why we need to do it either. Just keep pay-per-view specials. You don't have to have Raw versus SmackDown talent go at it on pay-per-views. You don't have to split. It doesn't have to be that hard. It's needless. Stick to the pay-per-views that you do have. Have Raw and SmackDown talent on the same thing. And then, yeah, if you want to get to Survivor Series and do Raw versus SmackDown, then just do it. What I'm hoping is this is all a ratings ploy. And even though we'll have two champions again, which we did only a year ago, let's not forget, or just over a year ago, um, you know, let, let, let's just go back to where it was. So if Sammy wants to be on SmackDown and Raw, he can be. Same with Kevin Owens, because I think it tells a better story. I think one of the reasons WWE ratings are up right now is because we had one awesome story that ran across both shows. And they are up year on year. And they came over here at the moment. They've got a house show tour. They're selling out. I've been to a lot of those shows. They do not sell out. So business is booming. There is no two ways, uh, no two ways about it. I'm just going to go through. Everyone just wants FTR to win all the titles. Does anybody answer any of my questions that I may have mentioned? No, I don't think so, but that's okay. I love you all the same. Someone just told me they're just done watching uh, Ups and Downs. Someone else says, let's get a Simon Schiller chant going, guys. So they definitely come to Progress shows. Good to see you. I'm there tomorrow as well. If you're going to the uh, wrestling convention up in Manchester tomorrow for the love of wrestling, uh, Progress have a show at 7 p.m. on the Friday. I'll be hosting it as always. I think I'm doing a meet and greet during the interval as well. First time we've done one of those. So come on down. Absolutely. 
Uh, and I will quickly do this super chat as well. My man Tom talks rubbish. Make sure you check out his content as well. Simon Mel Appreciation Post, you're always smashing life and you're a true inspiration to so many people. You make the world such a better place. Tom, you're always sending me messages like this and it truly is very kind of you. I mean, I do not agree <laughs> in a good way, in a humbling way, but it is very uh, cool to hear. And, you know, to use one of my own catchphrase, warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. Absolutely. And again, pro wrestling tease. I'm going to pimp that out too. going to pimp out all my stuff because I keep getting told I don't pimp my stuff enough. We don't need to get into that conversation. So, AEW Dynamite last night. Let me get my notes up because there's a lot to talk about. The thing I want to mention first is that I love the fact we're doing this four pillars match for two reasons. One, I wanted it, but two, I predicted this last week and had a few people going, Simon, you don't know what you're talking about. It's always nice to be right. Makes me feel like I do. I do know <laughs> what I'm talking about. But uh, ultimately, I think this is the way to go. I'm very excited about this. I want the company to focus more on these four pillars or these four people that were introduced to us in a certain extent through All Elite Wrestling. I want the World Championship to be on the line. I think MGF is going to win, but I want to go out there, have a barn burner of a match, and then carry this on for as long as we can. I just think it's... Um, I think it's a really cool thing, cool thing to do. And I like these little, I like the fact that we knew we had another five weeks till the pay-per-view. And so we had a little bit of fun with it. You know, the Sammy Guevara and MJF stuff on last night's Dynamite I thought was hilarious. It's a shame they're already going to be breaking up, but I get it. We've still got these teases between Darby Allen and Jungle Boy. They're kind of friends, but there's sexual tension too. So we don't know what's going to happen there. And the fact that the match between uh, Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen ended with the Eddie Guerrero spot, which the referee bought. Never going to get mad at that. Always makes me laugh. It's, it's just awesome. And you had Timelo getting involved. And of course, Jungle Boy comes out and Tony Schiavone calls MJF a piece of crap. Just good stuff. And I think this is what we should do at Double or Nothing. I just think, let the leash off, man. Because the more, I know I, I know, I say this a lot, but I'm going to repeat myself. The more that we can establish that a Darby Allen, a Jungle Boy, not an MGF, he's already there, and a Sammy Guevara can be in that position, you'll just start to accept it as long as they bring their A game. And I thought that match last night was tremendous. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. That senton through the, uh, through the table was... <laughs> it looked absolutely crazy. And the fact that we ended in a DQ, I thought was great because now this MGF Sammy pairing has not only caused us an, a, a count out last week, but it's also caused us a disqualification. And we know, even though we're being a bit nerdy here, that that's not the kind of finishes that AEW likes to do. So it's doubly pissed off Tony Khan. It's pissed him off in the real life and it's pissed him off in his wrestling life. So we're going to do the tag team match. Darby Allen and Jungle Boy will win. You do the four way. It's just nice, smart storytelling. And I enjoyed it massively, as I did Orange Cassidy versus Bandido. I don't care, man. Check out the Orange Cassidy interview I did on What Culture. Really enjoyed doing that. What a good dude. And I meant every word that I said. I, he's just brilliant. And he's 2023 wrestling summed up. What do I want from 2023 wrestling? I want some serious stuff. I want some flippy stuff. I want some Matt stuff. I want some goofy stuff. I want some comedy. I want a character. I want a gimmick. Orange Cassidy does all of that. And I remember when he got signed for AEW in 2019, we made a video on What Culture. I mean, I predicted he would be champion last year, I think. World champion. But... I kind of feel like I'm justified with this international championship run because he has made that mean something. He has absolutely smashed it. And I think he's been tremendous with it while telling a story. But I meant every, I, mean, I can't remember what, exactly what I said then, but I meant every word I said. 100% the right thing to do was, was hire him, put him on a big stage. I think he's been a tremendous success. You can see that backed up in the ratings and he just keeps getting better and better and better. Bandido, equally as amazing. 20 successful defenses now. I think plan B with QT Martial is going to be power is going after this title. And the story is going to be that we just ran out of, we ran out of steam and we were too fatigued and we were too broke and the hand was too injured. And that's great that Hobbs would capitalize on that and he gets his championship back and it doesn't hurt Orange Cassidy at all. In fact, Orange Cassidy has done what you want every single person to do a belt to do. He's raised his own stock. He's raised the title stock. I love him and I love this match. I thought it was awesome. So much damn fun. Um... And, you know, I hope that Bandido gets featured more. I know there was a problem with his visa, but he's on there now. But, yeah, let's get him into a storyline as well. I really like the Takeshita stuff because now he's got a story. Let's do the same with Bandido. Shout out to Juan Ortiz in the Super Chat. Good to see you, man. Appreciate you very much. Who could be Seth's opponent at Knife of Champions if Finn Balor gets drafted with Judgment Day to SmackDown? Honestly, if he wasn't injured, I would have loved Champa to be Seth's opponent. Well, again, I would love that too, but I think we need to reestablish him. I mean, if Finn Balor goes to SmackDown, meaning we have to pick from Raw guys, you're probably going to get Drew McIntyre back and you do something with that. I do think Austin Theory would be involved. But you have Bobby Lashley as well. Now, maybe Bobby Lashley wins the US Championship at the next pay-per-view, which frees up Austin Theory. I could see that too. Um, 
But you could put Bobby Lashley in there. I know it's kind of the same old faces, but I think it kind of needs to be the same old faces because the same old face, faces are the established guys. Um, but this is this is the problem. Yeah, I'm worried. I, the reason I'm going for Finn too is I think Judgment Day are going to be split up. Do I want them to be split up? No, I think it's a terrible idea. But I think WWE is going to go all in to try and establish, oh my gosh, the draft is so important and talk in a, in, a, in a really posh accent. So yeah, there's no Finn Balor and we do a three-way. I think Seth Rollins, Austin Theory and Bobby Lashley. And maybe Bronson Reed becomes a US champ. And that kind of ties into everything we've done between Bob and Austin Theory. Ultimately, if Seth's winning, it doesn't really matter who he's facing. I just think the cool thing about having Finn Balor is there is you've got a ready-made program. That's two guys I want to see in the main event scene. And if we can do it on Raw, I'm just going to feel great about it. I love Seth. I love Finn. They're underrated in many ways, you know, because they're workhorses. So I think we take them to gr for granted a little bit. But we will see. And we're going to find out tomorrow, right? We're going to find out a lot. Shout out to Bush and Rio Cat as well. Again, always being so nice in the super chat. Appreciate you, my friend. How are you, Simon? I'm all right. I'm, I'm, I'm run off my feet, but I'm good. And I'm tired. I need some sleep, but that's okay. I hope you are good too. Uh, seeing Roderick Strong and Adam Cole in AEW together, will they reunite the rest of the Undisputed Era? Well, let's talk about that now. What a cool debut. Nobody saw it coming. Somehow it didn't leak in wrestling news. Nobody got the scoop, which never happens. Apparently his WWE contract only expired recently. But you think somebody would have leaked it out. But more of this. I didn't even know what was going on at first. I was like, who the hell is this guy? But seeing him come down, seeing him clear house, which made no sense because it was four on one, but he had the powers of being a debutante, which is one of those things in pro wrestling. And seeing him embrace with Adam Cole was awesome. Earlier in the day, Adam Cole had tweeted out saying how much he loves Kyle O'Reilly. Awesome. He'll be back. And then you have another trios. Man, where the house of black gone, by the way. Different conversation. Um... But no, I don't think Bobby Fish is going to come back. For starters, he signed with uh, Impact. And also, it sounds like he may have fallen out with AEW. Rumors, speculation, we don't know, murmurings. But even still, having three members of um, the Undisputed Era is still awesome. I would like to see a world, depending on how far Kyle O'Reilly is from coming back, maybe in 2024, where you have Adam Cole as the champion, and then you have these two guys as like his protection. And you can do some trios matches, which leads to singles matches, which leads to title programs. Uh, I would make Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly the tag champions at one point, maybe when they are associated, so they have all the gold. And then you just have super duper mega baby faces, which will also help Adam Cole, which I think should be the goal. Very excited about it. Great hire. Great wrestler. Such a great, again, so underrated, can do anything. And a genuine bond too which I think is only going to help. So yes, very, very cool. Also, Ryu Cat is, I'm inviting everyone to the future wedding of Barry and Beatrice Barricade at SummerSlam if he survives. Well, that's very nice of you. I appreciate it. I'll be there. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm his biggest supporter. Um, but um, yeah, we started the, we started the Barry, Barricade, Barry Barricade counter on Dynamite Ups and Downs. And again, when we're done here, please do check out Ups and Downs for Dynamite. Don't even have to watch it. Just click it. I don't care. Not true. I do care. Um, yeah, it's it's not right. He's been beaten up too much. I don't know how I'm never going to be able to keep track of this. It's going to be it's going to be a like Goldberg streak. It's going to jump up by like ten each time. But it's a stupid show. I don't think it matters. And shout out to Fabian and DL the super chat. Good to see you, Fab. Who says awesome? You're now doing this live stuff. Well, we did used to do it, but you know the uh, the live stream and the on demand videos would uh, counteract each other. Slightly worried it's happened again, but we're going to carry on regardless. Uh, making yourself more accessible serves you good. There we go. It's a nice, uh, it's a nice poetic bit of uh, advice to get. We'd love to hear more from you regarding attitude and positivity. Many greetings from Vienna, Austria. Isn't that badass? Got people watching from Austria, which absolutely you know makes me go crazy. Um, we do have a video going up soon about attitude and positivity. Should be this weekend. I've got to edit it. Um, but yeah, keep an eye out for it soon. You'll you'll know because it's all about eating meat and masculinity, which sounds weird, but it's a real story that I read. But we do kind of uh, get off into that into that tangents. Loved everything between Jeff Jarrett and Dax Hardwood two old school wrestlers i mean dax isn't but that's kind of the way he approaches it so damn good in the ring we were all wrong about jeff absolutely smashing it this was awesome love the fact that he wins not going to tell you what happens on rampage but that makes sense soon and now we can just do ftr versus jeff jarrett and jay lethal for the tag championships that's okay they're not going to win them they're just not it's just two established faces that ftr can beat and everybody will love it because jeff jarrett and jay lethal know how to be absolute assholes I just love everything that Jeff Jarrett is doing. And again, Dax and FTR in general are just one of the best tag teams ever. But you know, I just love him. He just gets it. He's totally embraced his role. No arrogance, no ego. And it's another tick for Tony Khan as far as I'm concerned. Sting, Jake Roberts, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard. Now, uh, now Jeff Jarrett, he knows how to book veterans. He knows how to book legends, which is why when everyone goes, I don't want to see Goldberg and I, I disagree with you. Bring in Goldberg. He'll know what to do. He gets it right. He understands where they come from and he understands how you have to push youth 
at the same time. And he always finds that balance. And if we can do the Wardlow versus Goldberg match and make it mean something, maybe even at all in, Goldberg would be a draw over here. I promise you, I know. I know the deal. I think it would absolutely rock. So yeah, I, I want it to happen. I don't care. Get mad at me. Who, who am I anyway? It doesn't even matter. But I'm absolutely advocating for Goldberg, basically based on matches like this, which is absolutely excellent. Shout out to my man, Dan Lemley in the super chat. Good to see you, Dan. Thanks as always for supporting. I love the true surprise of Roddy's debut. Everything in the days of the internet is spoiling everything. I know. And I don't think we'll get another one like that for a long time. I mean, we know about AEW Collision. We know about CM Punk. <laughs> we know about we know about everything. I mean, everyone says just don't go on the internet. That's not realistic. This is why when people get mad saying, I can't believe you put that spoiler in the thumbnail. You've got to compete with what's out there, man. I totally agree. It, it, it's, it, it, it's next to impossible. But it's just the way of it. It's just the way of it. And people yell at me all the time about it, but it's okay. Yell away. Uh, talking of Wardlow, he then crushed some fool so fast. We never even found out who he was. And we found out that he's 100% teaming with Arn Anderson, which is good. I still think we should allow Wardlow to talk. You know, he can definitely do it. But Arn Anderson is one of the best talkers ever, as we know. And then Christian Cage and Luchasaurus come out afterwards. They look at each other and these two leave. So I presume we're going to do Wardlow versus Luchasaurus at um, double or nothing. This kind of ties into what we just said. That's all I, I, I'm a big fan of Wardlow, right? Uh, uh, sorry, hang on. I've just been thrown off by my own thing. I'm a big fan of both these guys, Wardlow and Luchasaurus. So I understand that I may be a bit biased there. However, at the same time, I just think that's a good match because Luchasaurus can lose. He understands his character. He understands his gimmick. Wardlow can get a big win. There we go. Tick box number one. You've got your first championship win and we can go on to another feud. Maybe it's even with Christian Cage. If Wardlow comes out the other side beating Luchasaurus and Christian Cage, I think that's a good start. So... Yes, I liked all of this, and I think we should do that pay-per-view, and Wardlow should win, and we should start uh, ramping Wardlow up again. Because much as Arn Anderson says, I do think that he has, um, absolutely has a potential. Is that the right word? I don't know what the right word would be. Shout out to Bern Sturger, who the first ever super chat from Bern. So thank you, my, for saying, oh, thank you so much, my friend. Thanks for all the content, Simon, my man. You are very welcome. I'm very blessed to do what I do. And I shall continue to do it for as long as I can. Also had this hilarious segment with uh, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter where they said, listen, outcast, if you want this feud to end, you're gonna have to kill us. <laughs> I was like, man, if they live long, healthy lives, one of two things going to happen. Either Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker are going to live to like 80. So we've got like 50 years of this to come, which I think may be a bit much. I think it may be a bit overbooked. Or we're going to see a murder on live TV. I want either of these things. I'm <laughs> not interested in, e in either of those things, but I do like it. I like this feud from the from the beginning, which apparently makes me makes me a terrible, terrible person. But I am a terrible person, so it's fine. Talked about the QT Marshall stuff. I'm excited about it. I think it's going to work out well. Talked about everything amazing between Sammy Guevara and MGF. It's a shame they're going to break up because they rock. Really like that R RJ City got beaten up by the Blackpool Combat Club uh, because now if you're friends with the elite or you have an association with the elite or the elite... You taught the elite like 50 years ago. John Moxie will find you and beat you up. All RJ City did was tell you that he was in the main event. But we should do more with RJ City. His uh, a, uh, I can't remember the name of his program now. Uh, the, the YouTube show he has. It's very, very good. You know, it's like between two ferns, but it's tremendous. And he makes it work. So let's do more with him. Uh, Juan is also back in the super chat. Thank you so much, Juan. Uh, even though I got spoiled by Roddy popping up in AEW. And that is the other thing. After the fact, you've got no chance. I think the reunion between him and Adam Cole was fantastic. Adam Cole is fantastic. Absolutely, Juan. It was a real moment, right? And I wasn't expecting it. So I popped. I didn't know there was going to be any kind of a debut. I still thought Roderick Strong was under... A contract to NXT. The rumor had been for ages that he was going to become a coach. So yeah, to see him pop up, it reminded you how much how great wrestling was, even more so because of his real relationship with Adam Cole. So yeah, tremendous. Treme one of the best things on Dynamite last night. Really, really enjoyed it. As was Derby versus Sammy. We've talked about it so damn good. They'll have an amazing four-way. And talking of Adam Cole, you know, everything we did before that between Chris Jericho and him, I like the feud. I do. I'm into it. I think we'd get to double or nothing. I think Chris Jericho should lose. I think Adam Cole should win. I think by the end of the year, he should be feuding with MJF. I say this in every episode. And it feels like we're building that way. But Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho, in the same way that Adam Cole describes it, is the same for me. Because I grew up on Chris Jericho. Then I found Adam Cole. So to see them fighting in a major promotion, I think it's a tick box. And I like Jay Cargill versus Ty Valkyrie. Now, this is where the hate came from today. 
I'm not allowed to have opinions. I'm only allowed to have one opinion, and that's it. Now, I like this match a lot. I think it's Jade Cargill's best feud for ages, maybe her best feud. I think Tyra is great, and I think she brings a wealth of experience to things. But it was just too silly that she wasn't allowed to use her move. And if she's not allowed to use her move, why was her game plan to use her move? <laughs> it's just I understand why we did it, because we're going to do a round two at the pay-per-view, where I truly hope Tyra Valkyrie wins. I think she should become the new TBS champion. Why the hell not? Crown her. She's great. Put a rocket under her ass. But to see her stood there completely like, oh, I don't know what to do. And then she got, then she lost the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment surprise roll up. I was like, it's, I wouldn't let WWE get away with it, as everyone always tells me. So it, does it matter? No. Did I still enjoy the match? Yes. Do I actually think both guys came out the other side sort of with more momentum? Absolutely. Especially because Tyre wrecked everyone. But that's just how I felt about it. And if you didn't care and you didn't agree, that's totally fine too. But don't send me weird offensive messages. <laughs> on the internet doesn't matter there was a time there for like eight months when AEW never got down never got down i give it one and <laughs> the world falls apart it's I mean, actually i gave it two downs because again just little things that pop into my brain and if i can't justify it, i just talk about it you know why did keith lee not help adam cole this week he was helping him two weeks ago then adam cole helped him this is more about the fact that i'm just desperate for this keith lee swerve strickland match and i don't think it's ever going to happen <laughs> it's like the longest feud ever it has to happen on double or nothing i promise you even this elongated this stretched out they'll smash it they're so damn good honestly they're, they're, they're so damn good it's um it, you'll see you'll see which brought us to the main event and just checking yeah which i loved as well i love the butcher and the blade i love kip sabian i love penelope ford i think they're such a good act i loved seeing them in this position kenny and mega and takesha are just different level and the way they were teaming together and i really enjoyed the overarching story here is takesha going to join the bcc is he going to join the elite i thought we were going to sort of uh, hang back a little bit with it but we didn't you know we get the victory after takesha hits the big knee on the butcher one two three brian danielson's here trying to recruit takesha says kenny and mega is nothing but an amateur who built his career in Japan, which was quite funny. And then, yeah, we get into this big old brawl and it ends with the Blackpool Combat Club deciding to Kesha, you took too long. So we're going to stab you in the head with a screwdriver. I mean, I know they did it to Hangman too, but I thought this was just going to be like one big old smack as opposed to John Moxley trying to see if there was gold in Takeshita's brain. <laughs> it was disgusting. It was absolutely disgusting. But it's a great feud. And Hangman will come back. And again, the Blackpool Combat Club do need a fifth member. I mean, maybe. Can you imagine? Oh my gosh. You can imagine ratings going to go through the roof. I now think this will be the Blood and Guts match. And I'm okay with that as well. Because these guys are so talented and they're so clever. And the way they view wrestling is so impressive. They'll come up with something that I think is truly, truly tremendous. And I think actually something that could be match of the year quality. I don't know whether we're going to do that or not. It's complete speculation on my part. But again, look at the levels you've got here. Claudio, Kenny, you know, John Moxley, um, the Young Bucks. You know, these are, and Hangman when he's back into it. These are people that bring a certain special something to AEW. Which is why all these rumors of their contracts being up at the end of the year keep going around and WWE making a play for them. Because we don't know whether this WWE hire freeze is true after the merger, which again has been speculated. But of course you want a Kenny Omega, a Hangman Page, a Matt and Nick Jackson. Like they just make your company better. I hope they stay with AEW. Eh, no, I'm in two worlds, man. I want them to do what they want to do. But if they stay in AEW, it makes AEW better. And if they jump to WWE, it's one of the biggest stories in years. It's Cody Rhodes' levels of what the hell is going on. So I'm going to enjoy it either way. But yeah, just a good episode of Dynamite. Looking forward to the pay-per-view Double or Nothing. I'll have an announcement about that soon. So keep an eye on my social channels and everywhere else where, where I rant and rave. And uh, yeah, just a good show for Dynamite all around. My man Burn is back in the Super Chat. Good to see you, Burn. Will you be resting in Chicago or Milwaukee anytime? time soon i mean no not nothing on the cards at the moment i will be back in new york in july for battle club pro so keep an eye out for that if you're on the east coast listen i would love as many overseas bookings as possible so if anyone if you know anyone in chicago that wants to book a bald british guy or milwaukee i'll come out there there is nothing cooler than being booked in a, in a different country and having everything paid for and you know it's a real wow this is uh this, this is badass essentially so Yes, I'd absolutely love it. We probably should mention Jerry Springer a little bit too. He passed away uh, minutes before I started doing this stream. And he did have an affiliation with pro wrestling. You know, we saw him spring up, poor choice of words, on a, on a few shows. I think he was the guest host for a while. Obviously, there's that amazing clip of Scott Hall being on the Jerry Springer show from back in the day, which showed what kind of a dude he was. And if nothing else, even when you take that out of it, I think most of us knew who he was he wasn't that old, 70, late 70s, maybe early, mid 70s, in his 70s, which is no age at all, passed away from cancer. So I just thought it's only going to be a 30 second thing. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to overdo this. 
but it's always sad news to to see that anyone passing away is is just horrible. So, of course, thoughts to his friends and family. I don't think you'll get any tributes or anything on any of the wrestling shows, but he did have an affiliation with them. As far as I could work out, he is, he is a wrestling fan, hence why the news sites are are, are reporting on it. Um, Indy Hartwell did shatter her ankle during that NXT show the other day. You can see it when Tiffany Stratton comes off the top rope and uh, her and Roxy catches her. And they were going to make Tiffany Stratton the champion too because um, Indy Hartwell was in the back. You know, apparently they must have been going, this is not going to work. When she was able to, you know, gut through it eventually... And I guess I do want to talk about this a little bit because when um, Roxanne and Tiffany, obviously they planned their match, right? They planned their match. It was a choreographed match, which is fine. It's a developmental, it's a developmental uh, territory. And also it's 2023 wrestling. Rarely do people call their matches in the ring anymore unless they're super duper amazing. And of course, when Roxy and Tiffany had to do it, I don't like saying it fell apart a little bit, but obviously they're not cut out yet. <laughs> to be able to do it. And people jump on them straight away. Unbelievable. Look terrible. Can we just give them a break? One, they're human beings. Two, they were probably worried about their friend. Three, yes, that's not where their skill level is right now. But I think that, um, you know, I, I think they'll get better at it. But of course you can say it wasn't good. It wasn't good. They'll know it wasn't good. They were in it. I, don't, I think even that's a little bit too strong. But yeah, I don't, I don't like how people just rain down on this stuff, especially in a developmental territory. People forget what NXT is. It's not what it once was. It is now there literally to give people who do not have television experience, experience. That's what it's there for. That's why we don't know half the people. That's why random people turn up all the time. And that's why I like it so much. It's bonkers. It's nuts. Pretty dead. He got drowned on Tuesday. Same as two times. And he popped back up in AW. Was he Cole Carter? I can't remember. But I don't like it when we do that. I think we forget that wrestling is hard. And I think we forget that they don't know about this stuff yet. I'm sure they've tried to do it, but it's completely doing it with all the other situations and all the other bullet points that we've just talked about. So shout out to both of them. I thought they did um, as good as they possibly could have done with it. And they'll only get better from this. There was also a hilarious storyline about a creative director, uh, one of the writers doing a, an interview saying that when he said he didn't like the Katie Vick storyline, <laughs> he got heat for it. I mean... If you don't know about the Katie Vick storyline, this is what I tell people. Don't even go back and watch it. It's about necrophilia and it's about turning... Ca I mean, it's just terrible. It is awful. And I think even everybody... The best thing you can do is go read Brian Gewurz. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I always get it wrong. He has a tremendous book out about wrestling that I think launched last year. It's awesome. Everybody should read it. He sums it up best. It's bad and it's terrible and it's awful. And I don't like it. And I, never, I never want to see it again as long as I live. Uh, Nia Jack says she wants to come back and do a wrestling. I'm more with fine with that. We did an interview with her on What Culture Wrestling, which you should check out. And she is the nicest person ever. Not even joking. In terms of all the people we talk to, lots of people are super nice. She's right up there. She is a very, very kind person. And I can only react to how people treat me. Can only judge them on those levels. What an absolute hero. Edge has once again said, this is the thing, right? Edge did an interview on the Impulsive podcast, I believe. And he was like at WrestleMania 24, my first ever WrestleMania, when he was in the main event of The Undertaker. As I'm sure it was happening all the time there, the idea was pitched to him, oh, do you think you should beat The Undertaker? And he said, no, didn't want that on his record. Felt like it should be treated like a world championship, which I get. And as always, he said Roman Reigns should have done it. Brock Lesnar shouldn't have had it. Brock was already established. I'm gonna. This is my wrestling hill that I'm going to die on. Of course, Brock was already established. And of course, we could have pushed him and everyone would have bought him to him. Former UFC champ, super legitimate. But don't tell me that that win didn't help Brock Lesnar. He had lost to John Cena. He had lost to Triple H. We were punishing him, punishing, punishing him because he'd left to go to play football and he'd left to go to the UFC, which is what we always do. And him getting that win over The Undertaker and Paul Heyman and them talking about it constantly turned him into the end of the level boss today today and it's the 27th of april 2023 this will still be the same in 2024 so we got a decade out of brock being this absolute monster because he defeated the undertaker so sure you probably could have given it to someone else but there is no way of knowing if they would be able to use it in the same way as brock lesnar did and which is why i think it was the right thing to do if you were going to defeat the streak 10 years i tell you it's my damn hill to die on <laughs> I absolutely mean it. Shout out to Chaz Shaw in the super chat. It says, nice to see you, Simon. Hope you're well. Very nice to see you, Chaz, as well. It's been a long, old time since we last chatted. I, mean, I think maybe pre-pandemic, which is kind of scary, but I hope you're doing well. And thank you very much for supporting the show. It means a lot. And shout out to Zach Poff as well in the super chat. Good to see you, Zach. Hey, Simon, true or false? Grayson Waller is, uh, is the heel 
and great wrestler that WWE thought Austin Theory would be. No, 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 no. I don't think that that's right at all. I think Grayson Waller is awesome, and I think he should be called out, but I think he's good to go, and I think he'll absolutely smash it as long as he gets the right kind of push. But I still think there's potential there with Austin Theory. I just think we need to go in with him a little bit more, because again, going back to what I just said, he beat John Cena at WrestleMania, and we kind of dilly-dally with it, and we tiptoe around it. Should be ramming this down our throats all the time. So I just think we need a little bit of a better plan with him. I think we need a bit of better structure. Maybe Grayson Waller is someone that can embrace this quicker based on his own individual skill set. But no, I think they both can fly. I think Grayson Waller will probably fly quicker, but I totally see what they see in Austin Theory. We're just going to need, he's a bit more of a puzzle. He's a bit more of a Professor Layton. We're going to, we're going to have to have to figure it out. But again, you, you want loads of new stars. And I mean, I, I would have Grayson Waller up in the draft. I got to say hello to him over WrestleMania. He's a good dude as well. So um, yeah, fingers crossed. I'd absolutely like to see it. Uh, Steve Austin also said that he doesn't rule out wrestling at WrestleMania 40. There's nothing in the plans, but he certainly would. I mean, I think at WrestleMania 40, it would be awesome. I don't know who he could fight. He did talk very highly about LA Knight, but that's so far away right now. We can't even decide who would um, who would fit into that role. I don't know if I need to see him wrestle again. Again, I was very, I was very lucky to be there. When he had his uh, when he had his match, and it was just uh, it was just excellent. You know the glass pop, getting to experience that, and the same on the second night, which was a surprise glass pop. The Vince McMahon terrible stunner, the Austin Theory great stunner, everything with Kevin Owens. It was truly special. And if that is how he goes out, I think he goes out almost perfect. To be completely honest, so. Yeah, I don't think I'd be massively against if he never wrestled again. Shout out to Viv in the super chat. Good to see you, Viv. He says, hey, Simon, gutted I will miss Double or Nothing. I'll be on holiday in Jordan. Well, that's all right. You can watch Double or Nothing when you come back. As you've said here, you can't see it live. You'll be a holiday in Jordan. Jordan is an amazing place to go. So that's the way to do it. Because then you come back and you've got a little treat waiting for you, as we talked about earlier. Are you going to be able to avoid spoilers? No. <laughs> Probably not. But enjoy your holiday. Remember, wrestling is there to be a source of entertainment as and when fits. We don't have to watch it all the time, straight away, unless you're me. <laughs> but I get paid for it, so it's fine. And shout out to my man Philip in the super chat. Good to see you, Phil, who says, I love your ups and downs videos. Continue them till the end of time. Bro, that's a lovely thing to say. Thank you very much. You can have an up. Do you think knowing what is happening behind the scenes is ruining wrestling stories? I mean, sometimes it does. Sometimes it takes away the specialness, of course. Um which is why the Roderick Strong stuff last night on Dynamite was so good. But at the same time, all the backstage stories is what got me back into wrestling. I took some time off, as we all do, when I went to university, just because it was so hard to watch it. I didn't have the accessibility. And then whatever year I got back into it, you know, 2008, whatever, it was when, you know, it was the backstage stuff that pulled me back in. So, you know, there's pros and cons to everything. And that was, you know, without that, maybe I wouldn't be in this position I am now. But of course, sometimes it takes away from it. But I have got to the point now, I suppose, given my job, I don't actually mind things being spoiled. I can still enjoy the moment. I can still enjoy the matches. I can still enjoy it from a nerd point of view. And a, I can still enjoy it from a smart point of view, seeing how it was all put together. So there's always ways and means, right? And also, there's far worse things for me if I have a wrestling show spoiled. So, yeah, I don't, and it's my job, right? Imagine you told me this when I was 15 years old. I would have been over the moon to have this as my living. So so it's all good. And shout out to Tom Talks Rabbit in the Super Chat. Just sending me so much love today. You just make me smile with all your content and hard work. Hope to chat to you one day. Don't worry, man. You're on that list I talked to about earlier with people that I have to get back to. I know we've said this for the last month now. That's how long the list is. Because, again, thank you to everyone who's watching me right now. And, who you know, that's the reason I have the work that I do. Because you guys are, you know, an awesome community. Sometimes it's just difficult to balance it all, but that's part of the challenge. That's that I want that life. I don't. I work this hard to be this busy. I think is the phrase. So, right, we've got about ten minutes left. So again, as always, just spam the chat as much as you can with questions and thoughts and feelings, and we'll get through them as man, as possible. I would just check my Google alerts to make sure no one has done anything that makes me go, "Oh my gosh!" The worst one is when. Um, I know I talk about it all the time. Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman literally got rehired to that crazy WWE thing as soon as I click go get off the air. <laughs> I was like, well, that's, that's not fair. Nah, there's everything with Nate Diaz. I'm not going to talk about the WWE lawsuit because I've read it and it's all deplorable if true, but that's the key. It's all allegedly in rumor and speculation. I don't want to get on the wrong side of the law, so I'm not going to. But of course, I mean, it, it, should, it should surprise no one. Racist, bigotry, stereotypes, bad wrestling storylines shouldn't even be being pitched. 
Doesn't matter if it makes it in front of the camera. It shouldn't even be mentioned. It's not cool. It's not clever. It helps no one. And it makes people feel like sad pandas. Don't make people feel like sad pandas. Make them feel like positive Pete's. That's the most important thing. Uh, which Power Ranger would be good in WWE? I mean, any of them, really. But we'll go with the White Power Ranger. No, the Red Power Ranger. Red Power Ranger was better. I'm going to go with the Red Power Ranger. How would you deal with an AEW roster split for Collision? How would you make the show feel different? That's a good question. Well, I guess that's how you make the show feel different because you have a different roster. I don't want to get too much into that until we know for sure because every chance we have that Saturday night show and all of a sudden we do have a Kenny Omega on there. We do have a Young Buck. CM Punk is on Dynamite and all of it was just an idea that got massively out of control. But I think ultimately, if it is true and it's just there to act as a divide, I would just keep it as low-key as possible. Don't go over the top with it. Make sure people understand that you don't know who's going to turn up on those shows. And it's not like what I think WWE are going to attempt to do. Um, yeah. I don't I don't think that... Uh, I, I think if you shout about it too much, I think you're going to back yourself into a corner. And I also don't think it helps AEW massively because you're going to get all the crazies going. You're just copying WWE. It's awful timing. And that's not why they're doing it. It's just bad timing because WWE is doing their own draft. So... Uh, yeah, we've got to tiptoe around this one. But again, health and happiness and positive feelings is the most important thing. Uh, fantasy booking, Triple H gets drafted to SmackDown. Vince gets drafted to Raw. No, I don't want that. I don't want that. No more GMs. And let, let Adam Pearce be on both shows or give whatever. But yeah, no, let's not go back to... Uh, let's not, <laughs> don't want to go. I don't want to go back to all of that. And let's not break up too many teams. Breaking up damage control probably makes sense. They have lost their steam very sadly. Breaking up Judgment Day, bad idea. Breaking up the Street Profits, bad idea. Breaking up the New Day, if that's even a thing, bad idea. There was a rumor going around that in the draft, Big E comes back. Now, again, it's completely pie in the sky stuff. If Big E comes back during that draft, I'm going to look you dead in the eye right now. Just make sure the internet's there. My phone is on. Uh, my camera is on. My microphone is on. I'm getting old. 100% for the draft if Big E comes back. That makes it all worth it. Some things in our life, some moments, stand out bigger than anything else you could possibly imagine. Anything else you could po possibly even dream in your own brain. So if this is the way that Big E gets reintroduced to WWE on Raw on SmackDown, and he can just wrestle again, don't care if he goes for titles, don't care if he goes for moments, championships, holy crap, I'll be over the moon. I love that man, and I love the New Day in general. They're flipping awesome. Shout out to my man, Bushin Ryu, Cat in the super chat again. Thank you so much. Who says, how about that Woods versus Gunther match a couple of weeks ago? And how did Gunther win? I mean, that's quite a good segue, all things considered. We didn't talk about SmackDown this week. It rocked. And halfway through, I was like, you know what? Let Xavier Woods win. Which kind of ties into what we were talked about earlier. I don't care that Gunther has held that belt for 7 million days. Let him do it. When he hit that top rope, leg drop, one, two, kick out. The fans wanted it as well. So that's another reason I'd like to see Big E come back. Let's get Kofi back from his injury too, and let's push the New Day again. They're not old. They're not boring. I still love them almost a decade on. It's a decade next year. Same as when Undertaker lost to Brock Lesnar. Um, I understand why they didn't, and I think it's still going to be Sheamus that beats Gunther. And I've, We've done that fantasy booking before. I'm not going to talk about it. But um, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, Xavier Woods is an underrated gem, like really underrated. And WWE are lucky to have him, especially because he can fit into any role you give him. They all can. That's why they're so damn good. Tom Talks Rubbish is back again in the Super Chat. Thank you, my man. Uh, by the way, you have become an amazing interviewer in your own right. Keep doing what you're doing. Nothing but love to you, good sir. Well, that is very kind, dude. I mean, I do have a very specific interview style. Again, make sure you check out What Culture Wrestling. We've done Wardlow. We've done Nia Jax. We did Orange Cassidy. We did Molly Holly. We did The Guns. Some of these are some of my favorite interviews ever. And there's more coming along. Yeah, I do have a very unique style. Um, I, I, do, I do a little bit of research, but I go in there with questions in my mind as opposed to written down because I like it to be free form. And I really like to listen to what the other person is saying so we can kind of steer it in the direction of what they want to talk about. Some people like it. Some people don't like it. So to hear that is awesome. And yeah, look, check out my interviews of What Culture. If you like them, great. If you don't like them, that's okay as well. Constructive criticism is always welcome. Has anyone mentioned Lashley for new world heavyweight champion? I did, about 35 minutes ago. I'm ahead of the curve. He just dominated Brock and got no WrestleMania rematch. He's been nearly as protected as Roman. Give him the big gold and he'll give it worth immediately. Yeah, he's my number two after Seth. And if you want to include him in the triple threat match, if you want to do Bobby versus Seth versus Finn, I'm not going to get mad. They'll have a terrific match. And in many ways, over the last 18 months, they've been the backbone of WWE. You could totally argue that. And it's awesome to see Bobby Lashley in this position. Someone's being funny, saying who's the bigger bottlers, Arsenal or Tottenham? Well, they both bottled it. Tottenham have bottled it and Arsenal have bottled it. There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes we all bottle it in life. I love how ever since it was revealed I was an Arsenal fan, people think they can get to me by going, guys, you suck. 
Have you not seen how I watch wrestling? <laughs> it's the same with football or soccer for my American friends. Of course, I want Arsenal to win. And of course, I'm always disappointed when they don't. Then I just shrug my shoulders and get on with it. Doesn't mean I don't care. Doesn't mean I'm not invested. I just realize that it's not worth it. So you know, if Arsenal finished second, of course, it's a disappointment. We should have won the league. It was all there. City win, good for City, man. We move on. But it does make me laugh. I should start, <coughs> excuse me, I should start retweeting some of the things that people, they're thinking, oh, I've got him now. <laughs> it absolutely kills me. Some people talking about drafting the commentators. That I hated when they did that before. Let's just keep Corey Graves and, oh my gosh, I've forgotten the Irish guy's name again. His name is Kevin Patrick on Raw. And let's just keep Michael Cole and Wade Barrett on SmackDown. I really like Michael Cole and Wade Barrett on SmackDown. Wade Barrett was the ultimate step in for Pat McAfee, who I don't think is going to come back, which is a shame because he's so damn good. And look, does Corey Graves carry Kevin Patrick a lot? Yes. But I think Kevin Patrick is doing great. I do. I, well, a lot better than he was. No, he's not the best I've ever heard, but you can hear him improving. And I really appreciate the fact that WWE are giving him time. Let's just give him time. It's a brand new job for him. Let him enjoy his dream, for goodness sake. We've had worse. Trust me. Uh, somebody wants to know if AJ Styles could be the new champion on return. No, I don't think so. But that would be another cool person to draft. If, if Biggie's good to go, draft him. If AJ Styles is good to go, draft him. If Randy Orton is good to go, draft him. Because then all of a sudden, you're going to make that feel massive. And you're going to stack up either roster, even though, again, I'd rather we didn't do that. I would love to see Dominic win the Money in the Bank, interrupting the champ every promo. Yep, do whatever you want with Dominic. You can make him all the champions. I'm never going to moan about it. He is having a banner year. Uh, somebody wants me to be the inaugural world heavyweight champion. Not sure it would go well because nobody will know who I am apart from that one guy in the audience. Omos should win all the titles. He should. And we should turn him babyface. Go and watch Omos in a real interview. I've interviewed him. He's a lovely man. Do that. Let him be that person. I tell you, be the kind giant that kicks people's ass in the ring. So much different. I think so much better. Simon, do you think AEW is waiting to get Mercedes Monet on the show to have her dethrone Jade Cargill? I mean, yeah, that would rock. If you can do that, do that. And people go, oh, she doesn't need it. Trust me, it will send people crazy and you'll get people watching and you'll get massive ratings. Get Mercedes Monet, even if it's for one match. She has proven it now. She top tier talent and I won't hear it any other way. Uh, give the world title to Ray or Cody Rhodes. Don't give it to Cody and give it to Ray. That would be fine. Somebody wants Omos to be the next women's champion in NXT. You will melt the world down with that. And someone I like, yeah, good for you. Greaves and Patrick have great chemistry. Yes, they do. I agree with you. You get him, Kevin Patrick. I'm a fan. And a random one. Who do Arsenal need to sign in the summer to become champions next season? They need a striker that's different from what they've already got. And they need Declan Rice. And they need a defender to... I love Rob Holding, but we, we, we need someone better. I don't want to... I do want to do more football talk. We won't... Um, we won't do it here. And uh, OT should be a champ in the maximum male models. Yes. Triple H should come out of retirement to crown himself world heavyweight champion. I'm all for that. All for chaos. Burn the world down. And I will do one more once it pops in because I'm having a bit of a lull on my chat. I will wait for it to pop up and I will answer whatever it will be. And someone just says LA Knight. There we go. That's what we waited for. LA Knight. No, because there's a delay. We have no idea what they're referring to. If, look, if you want to make LA Knight the world heavyweight champion once again, am I going to moan? No. Love LA Knight. Got himself over. We all walk around going, yeah, <laughs> because he gets it. And he's got the endorsements of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So, yeah. And I also want to shout out one last person who is a fan from India, staying up at night to watch this show. Dude, as mad as it makes me sound, these things pop in my brain a lot. And I just smile because how the hell have we done this? So that's awesome. Thank you so much. And a quick shout out to Purple Flan in the super chat. He says, Simon, who is your Mount Rushmore of goofy wrestling? And it's your first super chat, Purple Flan. And that is a tremendous question. This is how we will end. Oh my gosh, this is going to be so hard. Does Repo Man, I decide, Repo Man is on there. That counts as goofy wrestling. That dude st stole stuff and he was a wrestler. What does that mean? Incredibly, I would put Orange Cassidy in there. That's right. That's how good I think he does it. And that's how good I think he, he merges everything together. Santino Morella would be on there. That guy used to make me laugh out loud. And it's one of the reasons I was like, you know what? Maybe I want to be a comedy wrestler. And do you know what? There'll be someone else I'm forgetting. But given everything we've talked about and given everything they did in the early days and given how much they used to make me laugh with an instrument and given how much I've talked to them and how much I know they understand wrestling and because I think they deserve more plaudits than they get, I'm throwing Xavier Woods on there as well. Now, there'll be someone I've forgotten and I'll kick myself. I'd love to put Dan Housen on there. He absolutely deserves a shout. Should probably be on there, to be totally honest. And there'll, there'll be somebody else that I'm not, I'm not thinking about. Um, I mean, 
God, uh, yeah, I, I, it's a question that you have surprised me with, but it's absolutely fantastic. I will actually have a think about that one, and we may do a whole episode on it. My top 10 goofy wrestlers ever, but that was tremendous, and I appreciate it. Uh, on that note, um, again, if you are on the YouTube right now, just give the video a like. It helps massively. If you're into supplements, there's a link down there too, or if you're listening, grillamind.com forward slash Simon. Use code Simon to get money off. These are what I use if you're into health and fitness. I'm on Cameo. If you'd like a video personalized message, love doing those. It's so cool. We have pro wrestling tees. We have have athletics tees on Samson's Athletics. It's prowrestlingtees.com for us Simon Miller. It's samsonathletics.co.uk for us Simon316. They're all silly. They're all ridiculous and they all help out a little bit. And if you would like to come follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Simon316, it does help me because that number opens the door to a lot of potential. So um, yeah, someone said R-Truth for Goofy Wrestler as well. That's a great shout. That's a great shout too. See, we've got a lot of thinking to do. What a tremendous question that was. Let me get your name right again. Purple Flan. I love you, Purple Flan. You absolutely smashed it. But uh, more importantly, thank you very much for giving me your time. We are on podcast as well if you want to go check out anything that you may have missed in the past. But otherwise, keep enjoying wrestling. Keep being you because you're the most important person ever. Where's my button? I've lost my button. That's not my button. What is going on here? This is the <laughs> My computer's just stopped. Well, who cares? Goodbye. Goodbye.